Welcome to season two of Employee Buzz, a podcast about reaching, engaging, and motivating employees. This season, we'll continue to bring you fresh perspectives and expert advice on employee communication. You'll hear from new guests about new topics. And as always, we'll finish with a fun game. Okay, let's dive right in. Here's your host, Alyssa Zeff. All right, everybody. Thank you. Welcome back to Employee Buzz. I'm Alyssa Zeff, your lock and key fan and John Denver listeners. Those are both two relatively distinct to quarantine events. Lock and Key is a show that I discovered on Netflix and I got addicted to very quickly. And John Denver is my musical version of comfort food. I am here with Dave Savino, who is a manager here at Davis and Company. Fun facts about Dave. He is a professional bodybuilder. Yes, professional, earned his card. Lover of Disney. That might come in handy later. And a new dad. Welcome, Dave. Oh, thanks, Alyssa. Thanks for the introduction. Happy to be here. So today we are going to talk about a very important part of employee communication and the employee experience, onboarding. All right, Dave, let's jump right in. Why is getting onboarding right so important? All right. So generally onboarding is a very important thing for the company to get right. And for example, a Harvard Business Review survey that was recently done showed that 33% of new employees look for new jobs within their first six months of starting a new job, which is, that's incredible. And 23% actually leave before their first anniversary. In addition to that, there was also a Gallup study that showed a whopping 88% of employees think their employer did a poor job during onboarding. That's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely a problem. And if you think about how much it costs to bring on an employee and replace, search and replace for an employee, when you look at those kind of numbers, it's just not something that you want to get wrong. No, definitely not. So what are some big mistakes that companies make when it comes to onboarding? Well, there's a few that come to mind. Probably the biggest is I think a lot of companies try to cover everything that the employee needs to know in the first day or the first couple of days. And that just completely overwhelms the employee. Another thing, sometimes companies will hand new employees a pile of complicated you know, benefits or maybe policy documents, and they won't provide explanation or give any guidance as to how to sort through them. In addition to that, sometimes I've heard, which this is, sounds awful to me, sometimes companies provide a large PowerPoint presentation with possibly up to a hundred slides jam-packed with tons of information and you know it's just extremely overwhelming and the other thing that comes to mind for me is a lot of companies leave supervisors out of the process which is a big no-no you know it's so funny of all the things that you mentioned they really resonated with me i worked before i was at Davis and company i worked for a very large global healthcare company and all of those things you described <laughs> were part of my onboarding process so first of all they mailed me no joke five giant three ring binders ahead of starting. And wow. you know, I was going from an agency to a big company. And these were things like stock options, which, and of course, there were all these acronyms that I didn't understand and all this kind of stuff. And it was so impersonal. And then, you know, I walked in on my first day and had all these questions. And my supervisor was like, oh, I don't know, you got to talk to HR. And it was just such a disjointed process. And so I couldn't agree with the things that you outlined more. 
Yeah. That's so, but certainly some people are doing some things right. So what do you think are some best practices? I think we both have a few in mind. Why don't you start? Sure. So communication can really improve the onboarding process. I guess three best practices that I could think of that would beef up the onboarding communication would probably, the most important would be including supervisors in the process. As I just said, a lot of companies are leaving supervisors out of the process and that's you know not a good idea. So create a toolkit for the supervisors that explains the role that they're supposed to play in the onboarding process so that they're aware and in the loop. And that way they can answer any questions regarding any of the onboarding and they're not in the dark about it. Another thing, which is I think is a great idea, scheduling short face-to-face meetings, but over the course of four to six weeks with the new hire. So this way you're not piling on all this information all at once. And that way they have time to process the information and understand it. And I guess a third best practice, coordinate with HR. So employees receive the trainings that they need on the company intranet, time management tools, if the company manages, records their time, and other key procedures that the new hire will need to know and use. So three that I can think of kind of build on yours. One is onboarding needs to be tailored based on somebody's role. A standard package for everybody doesn't work, depending on are you at an office? Are you in a warehouse facility? Are you, you know, whatever. Certainly there's some standard information about the company overall, but you can't just hand everybody the same packet because they really want to know what is their personal experience going to be like. Mm-hmm. Related to that, I think also seeking regular feedback. Onboarding should be a living, breathing thing that changes regularly. And you should hear from employees how it's going, what's working, what's not. So you can make real-time adjustments as needed. And I think the last one for me is have fun. You know, it just sometimes it gets so serious and it can be fun, whether it's the content that is just more conversational and more fun or events or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be so serious. Totally agree. So Related to best practices, I think there's some new things happening in onboarding that I think as communicators and HR people, we can get excited about. What's new that we see our clients and others trying out right now that's really working? Well, Alyssa, you're absolutely correct. There are definitely things companies are doing that we can you know, get excited about. Some new things I've been hearing, which it's a great idea if you ask me, welcome lunches to get the new hires acquainted. This could also include four or five other employees. So that way they get to know people and they feel welcomed and they're not like feeling isolated during their first few days or weeks at the company. Another thing I've been hearing, which is also a cool idea, a box of, I guess you would say company swag to make the new hires feel like part of the family. I mean, you could have company sweatshirts, company mug, company t-shirt or hats, things like that. I don't know about you, but I love free clothes and free swag. So that's very cool. So I've also heard about a couple of cool things, some from our clients and some from just reading about them. One was having people connect with team members even before they start. So one of the most stressful things about starting in a new company is not knowing anybody. And they kind of alleviate that, whether they have a quick chat or even a coffee or something, they actually get to meet people before their start date. Another one is incentivizing people to leave. Now, this is crazy, but it's very interesting from a financial and morale standpoint. Zappos did this. After four months of an employee starting, they offer $4,000 
for the people who aren't happy to leave because they don't want people to stay in a job that they're unhappy at because they're so unproductive. And it's a relatively low investment on the company's part. Such an interesting shift in mindset, but it really makes sense if you think about it, both from an employee perspective and from the company's perspective. Yep, absolutely. Another very cool one that I heard about that I loved is a pre-start de-stress. So they're offering people financial incentives to do something before they start. Take a quick vacation, go to a spa, whatever it is. It's an investment in as you transition from one job to another, reset your thinking, relax, and come to work fresh and new to start, which I think is so cool and such a great idea. Yeah, that actually sounds great. I'll take a uh, spa trip. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So obviously technology plays a role. Um, It plays a role in everything that we're doing. And if we learned anything in 2020, oh my God, it's playing a role in everything that we're doing. So how does technology play a role in onboarding? Yeah, a couple examples that I can think of. The first would be digital trainings. This is great because you can take these digital trainings at your own pace, at home if you need to, and you're not learning everything all at once. So you can stop and go, digest the information, and you can also refer back to the digital trainings. You know, in the, in the beginning, when you start a job, sometimes you, you try to learn something and you forget right away because you're new to it. So you can refer back to those trainings, which is very helpful. Another thing, which I think is good for larger corporations, pre-recorded and personalized video introductions from a CEO or president of the company. Now, this is good for, like I said, larger companies where you can't have face-to-face time with the president or CEO. Maybe they aren't located at that location. They're across the country or whatever. So this is a great way to personalize it. That's very cool. One of the things I think that's so cool about technology is just cutting back on paper, right? So cutting back on filling out all those forms. That company that I mentioned when I started, I had to fill out, I think, like 50 forms by hand that were submitted. So this whole idea of entering information, eliminating all of the paper, eliminating that, and somewhat related to that is the opportunity for great tracking and metrics on how things are going. You can use technology to, you know, I mentioned earlier, getting feedback is really important. You can use technology for different types of feedback on how onboarding is going. If there's a video, are they watching it? Where do we lose them in the video? all sorts of other things. So you can really get good real-time feedback on how your materials and your onboarding is working. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what's next? Where do you think onboarding is going next? Well, that's a great question. So with technology improving as fast as it is now, and, you know, especially now with the COVID-19 and all that's going on, a lot of employees are working remotely now more than ever. So with that and the fact that technology keeps improving, I think soon we're going to start to see companies capturing unique and fun virtual communications to support the onboarding experience remotely. I think it's going to be huge, and I think we're going to come up with some really good, fun, and creative things. I agree. And just to build on that, the other thing that technology is going to enable for onboarding is to make it be very personalized. As you're entering information or they know and they can pull information from your LinkedIn profile or from other public things about you or things from your job application, you're going to get very targeted onboarding that's unique to you in the same way marketers do this. 
it's going to become a lot easier. So it's not generic and it feels like your onboarding experience, not just a onboarding experience, which is so cool. Yep, absolutely. Well, Dave, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, no problem. Happy to be here. Now it is time to spin the wheel of games. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right, give it a big spin. Oh my goodness, we are going to play Disney trivia. I am shocked by this. And I think that just by coincidence, Dave and I both have some trivia questions ready to go. Yeah, it just so happens I was looking some up the other day. So this is perfect. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. They're right here on my desktop. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Oh boy. All right. So here we go. We're going to take turns asking each other our Disney trivia questions because we are both Disney buffs. And we'll keep score and see how we do. All right. Why don't you go first, Dave? You ask the first question. All right. So, Alyssa, in Disney's 1959 film Sleeping Beauty, Aurora is betrothed to a prince shortly after she is born. The same prince rescues her when she falls into a deep sleep. Who is he? Prince Philip? That is correct. Yes! (laughs) That was a total guess. Okay, one for me. All right, Dave, who was the only Disney main character who didn't talk throughout the entire film? Oh, boy. Was it Eeyore? It was not. It was Dumbo. Dumbo. That's it. (laughs) I don't know where I got Eeyore from. Okay. Eeyore is very sad. He's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, confused. Okay, next question. It's one nothing, Alyssa. Okay, so when Cinderella lost her glass slipper, which foot did it fall off of? Her right foot. That is not correct. Damn, I have 50 50 chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, still one nothing, me. All right. What is the name of Buzz Lightyear's arch nemesis? Oh, geez. (laughs) Come on. Picture yourself in Toy Story Mania, in Hollywood Studios. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. know, And as soon as you hear it, you're going to know it. Look at (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure as soon as you say it, I'll I'll remember it. It is Emperor Zerg. That, yep. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Still one nothing, Alyssa. Go ahead. What's my next question? All right. uh, This one, I'm switching a little bit to the theme parks. How many theme parks are at Disney World and what are the names? Hold, please. I must count. I have come up with five. Okay, that there are four. Oh, is the water park doesn't count? Okay, then four. That's even better. Then I I definitely know them because I couldn't remember the name of the water park. So they are the Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. That is correct. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, two nothing. Even though I sort of got that wrong in the half. No, that's all <laughs> right. Name of the water park. Do you remember? Free for? I don't remember. Um, is that one of the? What I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I <laughs> okay. Next question for you. Who is the only Disney princess based on a real person? 
Oh man, these are tough questions. Oh, not when you hear it though. <laughs> Princess. Jeez, I don't know. This is uh this is complicated here. You know, I love Disney, but I never said I was good at trivia, Alyssa. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, the answer is Pocahontas. Pocahontas really? Pocahontas? Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. That is still two nothing me. Let's go two more questions each. Go ahead. Okay. How many ghosts live in the haunted mansion? Three. That is not correct. Oh, okay. There's 999. Wow, that is very specific. <laughs> I wasn't even close. I just remember the three guys at the end. <laughs> All yeah. right, 999. All right. Wow. Next question. Still two nothing. This is not our best day. No, Dave, it's not my best day. You really good. need to get this one right, okay? Uh, I mean, I hope so. I crack under pressure. <laughs> what is the name of the teacup in Beauty and the Beast? Oh, God, I know this. <laughs> this um, is your softball. <laughs> okay, hold on. I know this. I know this. Um, God, it's, I know. Oh, this is going to kill me. I'll give you a hint. Picture what he looks like. Any many defects he might have? Oh, man, I'm horrible. I know this. <laughs> but I can't. I, I, I just. Oh. Uh, Man, and I was in the play, too. <laughs> Any defects in the teacup? Anything wrong with him? Ah, oh, I can't remember. All right, his name is Chip. Chip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm just getting, oh, this is awful. All right, we'll call this the last question, then. Last question for me. Okay, all right. What are the employees of Disney World known as? Oh, they, I do know this. They, actors, are they playmakers? Oh, I, I'm going to say actors. You're close. It, it's cast members. Cast members. Oh, God. I was like, actors, playmakers, somewhere in there. Yeah, no, you were, you were close. You were right <laughs> All right. Well, this wasn't a great showing for either of us, but the final score was still Alyssa 2 and Dave 0. <laughs> you still won. At least you got something right. Well, Dave, this was a lot of fun. Thank you again for being here, and thanks for the great conversation. Sure, no problem. I enjoyed it, and hopefully uh, maybe I'll be back soon. Who knows? Yeah, it would be great. Thanks for joining us on Employee Buzz, where we laugh and learn. If you like what you're hearing, go to your podcast platform, iTunes, Podbeam, Stitcher, or Google Play to rate and review. 